What's going on, party people? I don't know if y'all heard this new fire or something, but somebody made a remix to Dr. Seuss Walk It In My Pocket, like what Amigos Flow shit is hella fire, son. Hey, hey, hey. What up? Uh huh. Hey. Say what? Say what? Hey, hey. He killed this shit, son. Listen. Just open the episode up with something a little different, but I'm your host, Taylor Made, along with my co-host. Random guy Kev, what up? Where the hoes at? <laughs> yeah, around you. I mean, you would know that's that's your uh your area specialties, no, my guy. I have no idea what you're referring to. Oh, okay. All right, that's that's how we're moving. Okay, Ho- wholesome Kev. Wholesome Kev. This is the new Kev. Wholesome, um, wholesome Kev. All right. So, how long are we going to be wholesome for? Is this a week thing, a month thing? You know, wholesome Kev forever. Yay. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> Fuck out of here. So what's new, man? How's everything? How's life? Um, Everything is good. I have not been drinking this entire month, which is very upsetting. Mm. And oh then uh, tomorrow, um, I'm going drinking. Yay! Yay! That's <laughs> <laughs> bad. So I mean, it's, it's really bad because I didn't realize, like, you know how you just casually drink sometimes? Like, ah, right, you go out to the bar, maybe you'll grab, like, a beer or a wine, something real quick to relax you out. And then, right. you know, you go back to your regular day-to-day. You don't drink to get drunk. You just, you know, just drink real quick. And then right. do what you need to it do. keeps you level-headed. Yeah. But I've been realizing, like, this shit right here? Nah, dog, I can't do this shit again. Keep oh, it. Oh, man. I mean, well, you've been being a good friend, supporting other friends in their, uh, their journey on not drinking. I, yeah, I, had, I, I, knew I, I was having no parts I, in that I, shit. I wasn't doing I'm not doing it again. Next time someone's yeah. like, hey, can you help me do this? No. Mm-mm. Fuck out of no. here. Sorry, not sorry. Nope. Judge your mama. Yeah. But I fucking, <laughs> I like to drink. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, I've been good. I'm like jet lagged as fuck. So like if I'm not as overly interject as usual you guys gotta excuse me just got back from vacation uh Tra- 12 hour difference traveling the world and shit bruh like thailand was so fucking that's why dope. we didn't have an episode because uh this yeah. guy uh <laughs> got lazy when in doubt blame it on me um it'll always be my fault and he's 100 percent right like every time blame it on me like i'm it got I lazy. Have a bunch of shit going on <laughs> i did but i've been relaxing i'm trying to get myself back together i'm up 3 a.m every day trying to eat like it's fucking odd but you know when i you, won't get myself together you know when you get new money and you just want to spend it and travel the world that's what he does Boy, if you don't fucking get like dog, <laughs> what <laughs> no nah, but um the trip was amazing other than both of my flights were shit um, I was sat next to it was a demon seat behind me on the first flight kicking my seat. Um, I had to turn around and check his little badass nope. like yo, quit kicking my seat before I choke you the fuck out. Okay, I fight kids. 
Nope. And the flight back, I had two old people who had the bladder of a fucking newborn. So every couple of minutes, as soon as I get good, they were up into the bathroom. But you know, I made nah, it I, here. I can't do. I can't one. I can't do aisle seats, and two, I don't do flights, and I I have to take a <laughs> I have to take a sleeping pill. Wherever you know, I, I did I did that, but they they were not they were not nah, they were I determined tell, not to let me be great. I tell people straight up, nah, you gonna use the bathroom? Sit right here, cause I will not move. <laughs> I promise you. Bruh, that was exactly how I felt, but I didn't want to be that fucking guy. Lord no. knows I could be. I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Straight like that? I don't care. Savage. You're a savage. We're going to open up this week's episode with the Colonizer Chronicles. Um, my personal personal favorite segment of the show. Um, The first story is about a white woman who calls two women of color bitches in a boost mobile, and she proceeds to get dog-walked. I mean, they whip (laughs) her ass. Now, here on the Brotherhood Smoke Podcast, we do not promote violence. We do not. Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? I'll laugh at it, though, but we do not. Who fucking said that? Every action has a consequence. She deserved that shit, and I was here for the beatdown, okay? Yeah, was... Let's not lie. I'm gassing y'all up. I promote that shit. She got crazy and got hands put on her. I she mean, asked for it. The crazy thing is, uh, you know, white people feel so comfortable with just saying how they really feel nowadays. And you can't do that. You can't. You really can't do that around black folk. Cause it's, no, it's... she got, bro, she got crazy, son. She was like... It was like a small disagreement, and the, the black woman actually walked away from her. Yeah. And when she walked away, she's like, yeah, because crazy black bitches don't know how to act, or something like that. Then, sis proceeded to walk back, and the whole shit just went left after that. The lady was like, got punched all on. I mean, they did, like, she got punched on. <laughs> she like, did. Like, it was really bad. Punched, she got punched on. Then she got talk about something. It's cool. I could take a hit. Like, sis, you still yapping? Yeah. So the one girl proceeds to come back and kicks her, like, in the back. Kick dog. I mean, donkey kicks yeah. this <laughs> It's a shame. It's not funny, but it's kind of like, yo, you don't pick a fight with somebody, start trouble, and then when there's a reaction, you get the reaction you wanted. Then you shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Now, like, now, yeah. you're shot. Really... So to you, my friend, black bitches don't know how to act. You're absolutely right. They don't. So when you don't watch your mouth, every action has a consequence. You're right. They may forget how to act. <laughs> and you just got your first lesson. And watch your mouth 101. Yeah. For real, for real. But you know how white folk is. You know, but that's the thing. I I don't give, I don't care about how, how they are. You know, that's like a personal thing. That's not my responsibility to worry about, you know, adjusting my behavior or... Just accepting who they are. Hell no. Come correct. Same goes for people of color and people that ain't white folk. You know what I mean? We could, I talk out of my neck or I come crazy and somebody put their hands on me. I had that shit coming. I started that problem. They finished it. Where are we fighting? You know what I'm saying? Like, being, like you know what I mean? Hands up, hands down. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not mad at them for responding to something that I said or did. That's what I get. I asked for that. I come out my face disrespectful. That's to anybody, no matter their color. You know, you give respect to get it. That's that's just you know, like I said, that's hands up. That's a, that's a number one rule. You know what I mean? So, to her, she got what she deserved. They don't know how to act. She's absolutely right. They don't. They forgot and they went ham on her ass. So, moral of the story. I bet you next time, Becky will watch her mouth. I agree with you on that. It's just, it's just like them saying, "Hey, can I touch your hair? Or your is your hair real?" <laughs> Right, come, right. Oh my god, I'm so intrigued by this. Coming out of character, it? like bitch. Hey, let me touch your hair. How about that? Right, <laughs> right. Let me touch your hair real quick. But like, the crazy the thing is, I don't like saying this sometimes. But like, have you ever noticed that white people kind of smell like bologna or carrots sometimes? 
bruh, like, yo, you know what? They do have a that was smell. A particular. They yeah, have a scent. Particular scent. I've always been hip to that. But when it when it rains, it's so, like that yeah, smell is like heightened. That extra. That shit is like, I don't know. It's like, you know, I don't even know. Yeah, it's like wet dog. Yeah. I mean, not all of them, you but know, a good number of them. A good. A solid handful <laughs> and a half. Be smelling like. And you know. Woo-ha. Got yeah, and you know, and you know, check. some of them smoke heavy too. So it's like, with that added cigarette mm-hmm. smoke, it's like, yo, alright, dog. Oh my god, walking around like a fucking ashtray. Like, who wants to Word. smell you? Oh my god, yeah. I must say, cigarettes are the absolute. They smell the absolute worst. Like that's something you do in your private time by yourself. That's something you do when you're not around other people. That's like something you do when yes. you want to be by yourself. You smoke a nasty ass cigarette. Keep the keep that to yourself. We don't no want parts. It. At all, okay. So our next story is about the Austin, Texas uh, farmer situation. The guy that's not a terrorist. Oh wait, they. Well, he's, he's a psychopath. He's a, what was it? He was a you know nice, well mannered. Uh, 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 only what was it? He's like one of those kids that stayed to yeah. himself in the neighborhood. Didn't, didn't have, have many, many friends. friends. You know, <laughs> we're trying to get to the bottom of what happened that this token white boy, you know, went on his rampage. What? You know, what no, drove a, him to do this? It had to be something in the middle. No, he's a terrorist. Dub it that, terrorist. And it, the, yeah. the T word, you know, on the color scale, according to these folks, he yeah. ain't dark enough for that. A terrorist, he he, he don't meet the color, the color quota for terrorist. He's a psychopath. He's mentally unstable. Yeah. He needs prayer. You know, <laughs> he, needs he needs prayer. He, you know, they don't understand why he, he needs prayer and deliverance. This is something that was completely out of character for him. You know, and everybody in the world's shaking up. You know, honestly, I think everybody's shaking up, but us people of color. When shit like this happens, you can already anticipate that they will not look like me nor you. And you can also almost anticipate that when they push and pitch this story, it will be pitched and pushed in a way where this person is, is viewed as almost a victim. Yeah, always. In, in in their actions, which is ridiculous because they are quick to criminalize a person of color. I mean, with the quickness. Don't yeah. think twice about it. Well, you, when you're a victim in a situation, we'll use your mugshot. You, yeah. Anybody can get a mugshot. You can get a mugshot yeah. for a traffic violation. That's, you see what I'm saying? That's we'll use your I'm mugshot. Like, I'm just curious about as you far know, it's crazy as, like, to me. you know, with the uh, the Florida shooting at the school. Oh, he's mentally unstable, you know, shooting kids and stuff. All right, no, he got bullied. <laughs> he got bullied and he went back for revenge. And then they proceeded to use a picture from high school, like when he was younger, versus the current one that he currently has. And it's like, and it's a, you know, the 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 safety officers, they were ordered not to shoot him, and there was a there was more than one safety officer there. So, well, one actually went and hid. They said, like, are you what? Like, why are we paying for these people to be in the schools if they're not even going to, you know, do their jobs? If I'm sending my child to school and I'm paying taxes for a resource officer to be in there and something like this happens, I anticipate, I don't want to sound, you know, inconsiderate or selfish, but I'm anticipating you to be exchanged, uh, uh, some gunfire needs <laughs> to be exchanged. You should be busting your gun. That's I, what you I, pay for. I That's agree. what you pay for. People keep talking about like, oh, let's hire, you know, retired c- cops or veterans. And these people are mentally unstable too. Like these people may, yeah. They have their own yeah, trauma that they're they have combating. their own issues. doesn't mean... They're gonna run straight into the fire like this guy that was hiding. He was he was ex-military, right? And he was terrified yeah. too, just like everybody else. And now they want to arm teachers who already are scared, and like 
you don't even pay teachers enough, honestly, in my opinion. But it's that's that's. A I whole, think that is absolutely whole, ridiculous. Whole. I think that's like the dumbest shit ever. How? Why do you want to arm teachers? Y'all can barely arm <laughs> teachers with the supplies they need to teach these students. What makes you think that it's safe to arm them with pistols? Then, not only that, since they proposed this dumbass idea, there's a, there's been several incidents, several the, incidents of gun instructors as of late accidents, accidents yep. in the classroom. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Like, are you serious? What? I'm sorry. I'm straight, like, suing. Because there was a... I heard a story of the the teacher that shot it up in the air, and it ricocheted off a kid. It hit him. I think it hit, like, three students. We heard the same story. Oh, yeah, I'm okay. Like, hell no. I'm I'm dying. I'm dying right now. I'm suing Hmm. the entire district. What's up? Get this coin. Listen, <laughs> listen. The coin is the least of my words. I need to be worried about my wrath when I come through here on this rampage. You did what? The who? What? Like you got to be freaking kidding me! I don't, like I said, I don't understand. A teacher makes a solid forty thousand dollars a year, and I'm gonna be damned if like, y'all paying me a solid forty thousand a year to be ducking bullets and taking bullets for your child. Sorry, not sorry, but I'm just as scared as they are. And y'all not gonna arm me with no damn gun. They expect me to be out here on some old. Um, I don't even know Neil. What's his name? Neil Nielsen, whatever the man name oh. is. We're taking on some shit like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Trying to bust my gun to protect your child. Sorry, not sorry. I gotta go just like they do. I I suggest you follow my lead because we about to get the fuck up out of here. I'm and getting ready to bust a move. You know, so. the, that's the other crazy thing: how people assume like you can just live off of forty thousand. I mean, you can if you like have roommates, a bunch of roommates, but forty thousand. Not even just roommate. It's just your, I, I feel like you're you not gonna be, be able to you, do shit. Like before thousand, you're you got, not you got, going you got to be doing You got to think about it. You got to pay bills. You probably have loans. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Loans ain't cheap. My my loans are expensive as hell. Hello. Uh, Hello. But, Get but it's into like, it. People, this country don't even think about shit like that because we should be taking like a piece from like what Canada and the you know United Kingdom are doing, where they you know they you know. In, they pay for people to go to school. That's how they increase, like, you know, people actually, like, caring to go to school. A lot of these people don't care to go to school anymore. Like, right. fuck it. What? Oh, I, I see all these rappers and, you know, celebrities that didn't go to school or dropped out. And they're making millions. I'm going to do the same thing. Point blank. I also... I also feel like there should be some kind of incentive there for students who perform academically. Like, I feel like everybody wants to get a degree. Like, I feel like right now, it's kind of like a thing. Everybody goes to school, but everybody doesn't finish. Or everybody goes, and everybody doesn't do well. I feel like in all of that, I feel like people should be rewarded. If I go to school and I perform, and my grades are to a certain, you know, degree, or in, within a certain, I shouldn't have to pay for my education because I utilized it efficiently and effectively as I yeah. should have. You see what I'm saying? Versus people who are going to school and just getting by, you know, are graduating with a low GPA, like, you know, on some C's get degrees type shit. Like, yeah. I don't think so. You know what I mean? I, I earned my keep and I worked my ass off. Like, you know what I mean? And I feel like with that, I should be rewarded. Like, why am I paying this money back? You know, I have a friend in Germany right now. That he doesn't pay anything yeah. to go to school. It's it's free. His, his college education is free. And- I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, bro, I'm getting ready to take my ass over there throw a later hose in on and go get me some more education. <laughs> For real. Okay? And they're for the free. Can me, they're let inviting me get Americans to come there too. I saw, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I ain't get my invite yet. I'm waiting. For, where's Word. my invite? Where's mine at? Where's mine? Word. Huh? Where's mine? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to I wanna come to school too. For the Word. free. I'm here for that. But moving on, we have a white man who threatened to decapitate a black officer. And I quote, Yes, I'm threatening you. The white man was charged with a hate crime after threatening to decapitate a, pl- a black officer. I mean, what's new about that? 
It's just, I found this story on. I found this on Blavity. Um, his name is Jimmy James Jr. If that ain't a Caucasian name, if you ever heard Jimmy James Jr. I mean, called the sergeant the N word, C word, and threatened to cut off her head. I mean, it's like regular news. What's what's new? All right, next topic. I mean, this is regular. That's. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm being serious though. That's is like. Since Trump has taken office, this is like regular now. Like, and it's like we could try and do the most we can. Great, he's going to jail, but that's probably because. Oh, he's he's in jail. He's on forty thousand dollars. Oh, he ain't paying. He ain't paying that. Yeah. Um, he ain't got the way this motherfucker. No, he don't got it. He don't got it. No, he don't got it. Um, I mean, the thing is, he he only got caught because he said it to a cop. Yeah, yeah. Imagine him saying it to you or me. Oh, I don't. They, oh, mm, imagine that he got fucking no. dog walk. And and, and then at the at the same <laughs> time, he, oh, you don't have any proof. He said it to you. I mean, oh, I, y'all got it. Y'all be blessed. <laughs> you know, you guys be completely yeah. entirely blessed, wholeheartedly yeah, blessed. I mean, it's like, like these people. Like I said, these white people are out of control right now. They need to all get checked. Um, I find that that's like a solid fact, but I find it in the same purpose when I'm things where it's like it's exhausting. It is. Because I feel like you know you say we say and we do so much. It's kind of like you stand your ground, you're firm, but then even in trying to defend yourself, you're still somehow highlighted to be the bad guy in the Agreed. situation. Being black in America, people say, "Oh, you know, I was talking about a day after um about like you know after vacation everything. Oh, they were talking about oh you should go to Europe. And I said I have no desire to go to fuck the Europe. Being black in America <laughs> is enough. I don't want to go Where? anywhere else." Where I have to deal with being black there, um, I don't, I don't even know the inner workings I mean, of being black over there. So I know here is a struggle. I don't want to go yeah, there and deal with that. The thing, the thing I'm good. Comes back I have no desire. Like, I mean, I mean, when you start talking back to people, it's like, oh, you, you, okay, you acting too black right now. Uh, you doing, you doing too much, Bruh. It's not even, but it's not even just that. It, it gets deeper. I was talking to a black coworker of mine today, and we were speaking about, you know, talking to. You know, uh, like higher superiors within the organization, um, you know, about like networking opportunities or who they know if you're thinking of relocating, things like that. How, you know, being black is not the same as being white, even in that realm. You know, as a white person trying to leave or, you know, relocate to another state and ask the superior, you know, do you have connections there to help me network across this and that? You know, it's seen as, oh my God, you're trying to grow. You're I mean, to- I, I get it, but at the same time, even your own people here don't help you out. <laughs> So it's like people people you on your own what? team don't help you out. So it's like, what's the point? So it's right. like, I, I right. can give you a great example of that. My book. So I have my third book coming out. I mean, a lot of people, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I, I hear about it, this, that, and the third. Oh, yeah, I'm going to support you. Da, 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 da. I, don't, I haven't heard from any of these people. But at the same time, they want me to support them and, you know, big up whatever projects they're working on. You know, I don't mind doing it. Right. I don't mind helping the people around right. me. But at the same time, it's like, ah, right, that's not reciprocated. Like, I'm sitting here, it's either like, oh, I'll sit here, help you look for a job. Say, I'm out of work now, and I need your help. Oh, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm busy right now. I can't do that right now. I'll, I'll get you later. It, It's, you can say, you can say, oh, yeah, we help each other. We help each other out when we feel like helping each other out. When it's right. when we when, right. that, when we really need to, like uh, I mean, we we kind of avoid it. Some of us kind of avoid it. Some of us just point point blank, just like ignore it. As I mean, you could say what you what you I, want about like oh black people here and black people there, but we all gonna do the same thing. And a lot of times we say oh yeah, you know you have your little niche of support here, but sometimes you don't. 
You say you have it, but you really don't sometimes, depending on the circumstances. You're right. You're absolutely right. I feel like some people you gotta look at. It. I feel like you're looking from. Uh, I feel like both sides on it. It's one of these where I feel like some people they give support when it's beneficial to them in some yeah. regard. I feel like with some people, you know, you have some people that actually support you on everything you do, 110 percent, regardless of what you're doing. You say I'm gonna go open up a pineapple stand and sell pineapples. Your friends are there to buy your shit. You know what I mean? And those I feel like are the most important people to have in your circles. I feel like people don't understand how um, vital it is to have friends that support you. You know what I mean? And the things that you do, I feel like that means a lot because you never know what other shit people have going on with them, you know, outside of what you see. Because a lot of people go through shit and don't really talk about it, don't show it, so it seems like everything's straight, but really they are going through some heavy shit. You know what I mean? So I feel like your support of your friends and whatever endeavors they are, whether they're professional, you know, personal or whatever, is yeah. very important. You know, believe it or not. Yeah, believe no, it or I agree not. With you on that. Um but moving on to the next story, um, we're going to talk about Blackish, one of my favorite shows. I love the spinoff, Grownish. Uh, do you tune in at all? No, I don't, actually. I don't watch. I don't really watch TV. <laughs> what? Uh, you I don't mean, watch Grownish or Blackish? Hell uh, no, it's on Hulu. And it comes I mean, on um, ABC. Uh, uh, Kevin, you got to uh, fucking do better. Uh, uh, this is a really good I show. Will. I mean. But sometimes I just be like, you know, when you get home from work, you hit the gym, and then you just be tired. You just want to eat, and then you go straight to dog, sleep. Dog. <laughs> you ain't got to read me. You don't have to read me. I know what I do in my life. I don't need you to read me on it. I don't need that. You save and sometimes, it. Like, I you mean, save it. You give that shit to somebody who needs it, because I, mean, I don't need it right now, Kevin. I mean, I try to watch some stuff at night, but bro, I just, just be over it. I just be tired with the day. Just tired. Yeah. See, I watch most of my shows at work. <laughs> it's crazy that stuff. Like while I work, I mean, I, watch I try TV. to sometimes. Like literally, or I, or I don't watch TV. I listen uh, to TV. I try to like you know read stuff yeah. sometimes. That's that's me. I just be reading. But about Blackish, um, there's basically an issue going on uh, right now where there was an episode that was going to air um, revolving around the protests of Colin Kaepernick, you know, and why, you know, he stands in protest to police brutality and things of, the, of that nature, where ABC banned the episode, basically saying that they think it's a, like, a, basically it's a bit too much uh, for the air, and they shelved it and replaced that week with a rerun. They said the episode had to be canned because it dealt with the NFL kneeling issue and other political and social issues. Now, this show, Blackish, pushes the envelope on a lot of social issues, you know, and black issues. It's called Blackish, for goodness sakes. So, a lot of it highlights just different things of, you know, like their kids are in a suburban area. They're predominantly, you know, it's a predominantly white area. They're black kids in the area, you know, how to deal with that, you know, being suburban kids, things like that. So, basically, I feel like I take from this that ABC is saying you can be black, but not too black. They're policing the blackness of a black show aimed, you know, to address the black family. Yeah, I've... You know what I'm saying? So to I me, it's kind some, of it's like, crazy. You know, snippets whenever they post it on, you know, on Facebook. You know how Facebook reposts, like, people post, like, snippets, funny snippets. And I've right. caught it. it. It's very funny. I just, I mean, I just haven't had time to get into the show. And, I mean, I feel like they they don't want to cross boundaries, in a sense. But they all... But there's a lot yeah. of shows that do that yeah. from the other side. They're getting ready to reboot fucking oh, Roseanne. Oh, yeah, they wild. Do you know? They, they uh, Do you know? How touchy that show was. 
And Roseanne, outside of even being a professional, personally advocates yeah, for support love. for Trump. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's going to cross based on certain articles that I've referenced myself. There are certain articles that highlight that it's going to be highlighted and referenced in the show. If that's the case, you uh, need to hang that whole show everybody's up. been saying that? since, uh, you know, it came out and whatnot, that they need to just toss the show away. A lot of people... Can it? Yeah. Some shows don't need to be a rebooted. Lot of people, Leave that shit where it was at, where it died at. Rest in peace, A lot Roseanne. of people watched the first episode and they were just like, oh, it was great, but they need to cancel the show. <laughs> that's how crazy it was. Like, right. I mean... Yeah, I don't have yeah, fucking time I, I was that. never interested in that show in the beginning, so... Me either. Um, I actually got into it based on after this issue with Blackish came up. I had seen a couple articles, you know, counter articles regarding Roseanne. I'm kind of like, well, damn, mm-hmm. they're kind of on to something. Which is which is kind of crazy. Um, I was going to go into, you know, the Alton Sterling officers not being charged, as well as the killing of the man <sighs> in Houston and the man in California. But, you know, I think I'm kind of going to just leave that alone. Um, in itself, I feel like we already kind of know what that is. We're being hunt, hunted right now. You know what I mean? There's a target on our back. This man was killed for having a cell phone in his hand in his backyard. Um, but again, I don't want to dive too deep into it. I just feel like this, I think this can go on. And it's very draining. And it's also kind of terrifying because it's coming to a place where we can talk about these things. And it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah there was I another mean, shooting. I'm at, another I'm at brother the point, was murdered. I agree. Another sister I'm at was the murdered. Point where I am going to get like um, dash cam in my car where it's like, um, you know, showing mm-hmm. the inside of my car, showing the outside of my car, just in case anything happens, um, so they have some type of evidence because you know these cops be lying. These cops lie. I mean, there's there's good cops, absolutely, but some of them be lying. Absolutely, some cops lie. Some cops lie. Absolutely. What what can you do? People are trying to save their. I you would assume that with all this heightened stuff about cops that they would you know sit the fuck down. Yeah. But they out here bugging. They out here doing the absolute, uh, absolute up. most. I don't. I'm sorry. I I love my life. I'm just trying to get home. And like, I, I told somebody this story before when I got pulled over one time, turned off my car, pulled out my keys, put my hung my put my window down, hung my hands outside the the window, just so they could see my hands visibly. And the the cop cop walked right. up. And he's like, hey, so why? Why your hands outside the window? I'm just trying to get home, sir. Honestly, that I just want to right. get home safely. Just want to, just want to see tomorrow. Right. And he felt some type of way about it. Right. And he was like, "Yo, you know what? Just go. Then just let me go." I mean, it's it's scary. But I feel like that's kind of the stance you have to take in this day and age because you, when you get stopped, I feel like there's like that. That's probably one of the top ten like most I don't want to say I don't know how to uh, describe maybe most heightened yeah. experiences for me personally when I'm stopped by a cop because you never know what you're going to get like I've gotten stopped by cops you know sergeants that are amazing cops like one cop stopped me for speed and I think I was coming home from the airport and it's probably like 4 or 5 in the morning I'm yeah. doing like 60 in a 45 and um, he stops me and he's like oh where are you coming from is this your car this is that and the other thing I'm like yeah you know my license and stuff is in my trunk I just came from the airport you know we can go to my, my trunk we can grab it whatever. He's like, oh yeah cool come on, come on out you know take the trunk he's like oh where are you coming from I came from a trip he's asking me how my trip was we're talking about that laughing joking mind you I'm like on my way to work whatever so I get myself out he's like okay man just slow it down be careful or whatever so he was like one of those um, oh, yeah, marks like off on the side of the road it's black and yeah. it's like one of those dark roads yeah. you know where I live in the sticks so you can't really see anything but um, yeah, he was a very nice guy. Let me go. But I've been stopped by other cops that were complete dickheads that I sat and argued with. Which you know what I mean now. And retrospect, when I sit and look back, it's kind of like yeah, you got to pick your battles because God forbid shit could have went completely left for me. 
But again, to know me is also I'm very opinionated. And what mm-hmm. I have to say, you're going to hear me. Oh, you're going to hear what I have to I mean, say. I'm not trying you to argue. may not like I'm that I'm not shit. trying to argue with but no you cops, get honestly. It. Just because... I don't want to get it to the. I want to get home, man. I don't got time. That's where I'm. I'm. That's. I mean, that's likewise, where I'm at likewise, in my life. but I want to get home, dog. See, I get, I get. I mean, and likewise, but in the same breath, I feel like I agree. Right is right, wrong is wrong. You're not gonna come out your face I, to me. I, and I I'm agree. Just gonna let you talk I, to me like that. I, wasn't I agree. You won't disrespect. You won't sit there and disrespect me. But at the but at the same right, time, don't come out your face to me or chastise me or talk down to me. I'm not your child. You know what I mean? Nine out of ten, I don't want to be a dick, but yeah. I'm probably more educated than you are. You know what I mean? So you're not going to speak to me in any kind of way and come out your face as if you know more or know better. Fuck out of here. Sorry, with a capital F. <laughs> fuck out of here. Who said that? Like, what? Who has you're been stupid. saying that? Like, you're not going to talk to me that way. You're not going to speak to I, me I, like I, that. My thing oh, is, we're going to get this together. I'm my thing is, right I mean, I've never had a situation where it's like, um, has been, it's been that crazy. It's just, I like to make sure I am good in public areas and shit like that. Like this week I'm right. going to, uh, up to Scranton, Scranton, PA. And yeah, I'm going to oh, be in a stick. So it's like, all right, let me, you know, drive the speed limit. Let me make sure I have my IDs ready. Like, you know, I have the, the central right. stuff ready. Right. Like, you know, just good to go. Right. Sidebar, download the um, Solomon Shield, Solomon's mm-hmm. Shield app. And this app, what it does is if you're stopped by police, you open it up and it automatically Oh, I did see that. Facebook. Yeah, I have this app and it syncs to your Facebook and in the event that you're stopped, it automatically live records the encounter um, with your Facebook. There's also a tab that's called, it says my rights. And then it says encounters, encounter scenarios. Officer pulls you over for a traffic stop and officer is at your home and officer stops you on the street, a Terry stop. And then there also is a search engine. And you put in a type of scenario, and it literally gives you the laws and what applies and what you have to do, what you don't have to do, things you can agree to, things you can disagree to. It's a very handy app. I keep it on my phone because, again, yeah. like I said, I have a smart-ass mouth. See, so I, I know that I have my rights in my hand, too. So in event that you get sideways <laughs> with me, get snippy. Excuse me? Like, you know I mean? wait a minute. Let me reference my shit. Give me two seconds. You what? Nah, you're not doing that, B. According to statute, whatever, blah, 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 blah. This is not how this is going to go down today. Try again. Let's do something else. Because you didn't come correctly. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's like, it costs me pissed. Because I, I have time. Especially when you stop me. Oh, I'll make time. I got time for this shit. Okay? Now, you don't bother me and inconvenience me to stop here. So now I'm going to give you a run for your money. Now we both about to be fucking hurt. You're going to be mad you stopped me. I'm mad you stopped me. Now you're going to be mad that you stopped me. And from here on out, when you see my car, you're like, let that motherfucker go. Because he, he has That's the most funny. to say. Absolutely right. Bing. Fucking go. Leave me alone. That's funny. Fuck all the way out of here. How about that? You know, there's also a, you know, a dictionary and phrases tab for, you know, probable cause, the plain view doctrine, you know, extension, yeah. circumstances. It's amazing. Um, I really think that every person should download the app. It's called Solomon Shield. Look at it, play around with it. You can configure the settings and a bunch of different things, but I believe it's an amazing application. You can also um, note it. Also, you can pick contacts up to five contacts to notify in case of an emergency. So when you're stopped, if you need to send them the live stream or send them a link or tell them you're in trouble, it literally will contact those five people as the traffic stop is happening, which is amazing. That's dope. Um, so with the Black Trailblazer segment, woo! I have one thing to say. You better work. The first story we're going to highlight is um 21-year-old who opened a vegan restaurant in New York. Um, a new vegan restaurant just moved into Brooklyn, one of New York City's up-and-coming restaurant hubs. But instead of following the neighborhood's hipster dining scene and charging $10 for a green juice or $16 for a salad, Soul Sips is making plant-based food accessible to everyone. 
21-year-old Francesca Soul Cheney opened her new vegan venture on a mission to provide healthy, delicious, and convenient food to the inner city community. As a city dweller working three jobs, she could relate to the struggles many people face when deciding what to eat. She believes that people in low-income areas may not prefer fast food over healthy food, but in a world of expensive green juices and superfoods, those with fixed incomes may not have much of a choice. The wellness community can be really classist, Cheney said to Essence. I think that that's amazing. Um, I feel like there are a lot of uh, black vegetarians out here right now. You know, I feel like it's a thing. A lot of people are, you know, switching their, their diets yeah, you go to ahead. plant-based be with diets. That. Or, you know, right, or anti-red meats. You know what I mean? Everybody's kind of like changing. It's all about healthier living and a healthier lifestyle for yourself, you know, for longevity and all of that good stuff. I'm here for it. Like, you know, a 21-year-old out here doing doing her thing, you know, making a business, that is, um, I feel like that's amazing. And not only that, she's helping the community health-wise. Where I feel like a lot of us, as unfortunate as it is, especially, you know, men of color, we don't really take care yeah. of ourselves until it's too late. It's where on some, you know, when something's broke is when we'll fix it. You know what I mean? But other than that, I'm straight. I'm good. I mean, I'm all right. Everything's I mean, working. I ain't in no pain. I don't is, need no checkup. My thing is, no I, I get a checkup twice a year anyway because, I mean, I have help insurance so i'm gonna use it <clears throat> we're so solid i get Hello. the blood work i get everything done just because because mm-hmm. you'll never know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. and especially if you get you get insurance from your job might as well just use it absolutely and i think you get one of what you get one yeah, or two I, I bl- checkups a year right i, bl- I believe not, it's two, I, check- I I do. two free checkups a year yeah yeah so every six months take your ass to the doctor yeah and see what's going on. Word. What's really good. So, I mean, that's 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 pretty much it. So, um, I mean, that's me. Well, yeah, I must say I find myself at the. I mean, well, again, I'm not speaking for yeah. us. I'm speaking yeah, generally. No, I get you. Overall, as men of color, primarily, I don't feel like even yeah. those with insurance, they don't do not go to the doctor unless nah. something's broken. <laughs> when something's wrong is when we go. When they get a health, when they get a scare from some shorty. They be like, right. when they get that phone call, I'm like, hey, do you got something? Oh, hold right. on. Wait a minute. Right. <laughs> right. Let me Let go. go. <laughs> Can't be wrong in that department. Let's run. Let's run. Right. It's a fire. <laughs> it's a fire. Prevention is always better right. than cure, ladies and gentlemen. Prevention is always better than cure. Yeah, out here being nasty. I'm wholesome calf. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Uh, wholesome, wholesome calf. calf. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the next next that we're talking about a 17 year old who was admitted to all 20 universities he applied with full scholarships and additional two hundred and sixty thousand dollars in scholarship great. monies lit is i don't know what michael brown stared at the acceptance letter in front of him and it said yes so then the next one and everyone after that the 17 year old from houston applied to 20 of the best universities in the u.s and he was admitted to every single one of them with the full ride and two hundred sixty thousand in additional scholarship offers he said it's something he's proud of because he's seen his hard work pay off, his determination pay off, and his sacrifices pay off. Of those 20, he listed his top eight schools, which are Harvard, Princeton, Northwestern, Yale, University of Penn, Stanford, Georgetown, and Vanderbilt. Bro, this guy, he's a senior at uh, Mirabeau B. Lamar High School. He was heavily involved in the debate team, mock trial, and student government for years. He's also volunteered on political campaigns. Citing his interest to the moment I saw Barack Obama getting elected. I think this is amazing. Um, and I find this setting the pace. I find this is the new trend that I've noticed, and I'm here for this trend. 110% full support of it. 
you know, these black boys and girls out here doing their thing. You know what I mean? Trailblazing, making marks. Y'all are doing well, bro. He his top eight schools are all almost mm-hmm. they're all Ivy League schools. Like, yeah. bro, that is admirable. You know what I mean? That's amazing. Really lit. Um, it'd be amazing for him to also look into HBCUs, but you know, I don't know how he feels about that. Um, what's your take Bruh, on HBCUs, I mean, Kevin? my my thing about school, <laughs> it's a school. Like, I'm going there right. to get an education, whatever. If he got a free ride somewhere, go. <laughs> right. Like, take if you it. don't got to pay right. for school, right. go. Right. I mean, if you have to pay for a school, okay. Like, like most of us. I mean, right. Some of us had you know uh, scholarships and whatnot, while others did not. I mean, you go where you can afford. Right. I mean, I, I tell a lot of people that, um, a lot of those people that try to go out of state, I'm like, yo, did you look at the in-school states mm-hmm. first? Because you get a huge discount if you stay in in, in state. Oh, right. now I want to be away from my parents. And Absolutely. Then, I mean, you can still be, uh, you, you can, can be in the state and away from them. Your parents, are going to, if you go far enough away, your parents are going to pop up at your university an hour and a half away. Your parents have jobs and they got their own shit going on. They're so, not going to just pull up on you. You're not that important. I'm sorry, Jimmy. Your parents don't care that much I mean, about you. You're I mean, not that have, important. Like They're going to stop I the show. I have no issues against, uh, you know, HBCUs or just regular schools. It's just wherever right. you, you get accepted. And if you got a full scholarship or something, if it's paying for it, cool, go. I mean, it's different experiences right. in both, you know, both areas. But at the same time, it's like, right. it's not that like you can't travel to go to like a homecoming or something real quick. Right. I feel like HBCUs uh, are for cultural enhancement, you know, as well as educational advancement, whereas PWIs teach you how to navigate, I feel like, in corporate America, in, you know, in real life, because these HBCUs are surrounded by people of color primarily in all of, you know, the the higher ed roles, as well as your student body, whereas in the real world, it's the polar opposite. You're not going to see that many people of color primarily in corporate America or where you were... You see, I'm, I'm, I'm working with maybe one other black male. No, what is it? It's maybe two or three of us in the department now. But when I first started, it was me and one other guy. And he's older. He's a consultant with the company. He's been there for X amount of years. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it all kind of depends on what you're looking Word. for out of the experience. I personally wanted to go to HBCU. I was a Morehouse man. I got in. Um, just couldn't afford to go. So Rutgers had to <laughs> had to settle for Rutgers. And I felt like I had an amazing experience there. I was still black. I'm still around black people. And, I, you know, I learned a lot. You know what I mean? I, I had a great education. I, I had a great student body. I was very active. It was an amazing experience. So I wouldn't right. trade it for anything in the world. Um, but that's great. This is a great segue for our next story where we're going to be shouting out Senator Kamala Harris and Doug Jones, they've secured significant funding for HBCUs. Um, Senator Kamala Harris of California and Doug Jones of Alabama are fighting for historically black colleges and universities by spearheading a push for increased funding. Um, The Democratic Senate leaders announced on Wednesday, March 21st, that HBCUs will receive a 14% funding increase that will boost the original funding from $244.7 million in fiscal year 17 to $279.6 million in fiscal year 18. According to a statement sent on behalf of Harrison Jones, Harris stated that the funding increase was necessary to ensure that HBCUs receive the proper resources to educate generations to come. There are critical HBCUs are critical to the foundation of our higher education system and provide opportunities for some of the nation's most promising and deserving students. That is dope. That's lit. I'm here for that. I feel like you know there are so many students that attend these universities again or attempt to attend these universities that can't afford it. You know what I mean? So the, these these funding initiatives 
also, you know, are permitting some students to attend school here in addition to keeping students in school, you know what I mean, with taking care of different, you know, yeah. issues on those campuses. Because there's a couple HBCUs that have gone bankrupt, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, are on the brink of going bankrupt. I mean, and that's the, <clears throat> and that's the other thing with these colleges. You see how Rutgers gets funding from alumni. I mean, HB, HBCUs, right. in a sense, should be getting funding from their alumni, but I mean, a lot of times they don't fund so it's like right. how can you expand and they, they they don't know where to get the money from they don't get enough money from you know enrollments and all that stuff it's it's a whole you know whole right. process but whole different discussion it's a slippery slope so our next highlight is going to be our personal trailblazer and our personal trailblazer for this week is going to be raheem manning and the weekender trips um, this is the agency that I went through to go to Thailand for the 10 days that I was there. Um, it was an amazing experience. Primarily, the way it's set up, there's typically a flat fee. Um, depending upon where you're going or what the agreement is, flights can or cannot be included. But housing is always included. Your housing accommodations, all of your excursions that you do on that trip are included. Select alcohol, select meals are covered, which is all detailed in itinerary, which is very, fairly amazing. I'm going to give you guys a little blurb about the organization. Um, it was founded based on the idea for providing world-class domestic travel for young black professionals. It spawned from the black travel movement birthed by the millennial generation, which continues to go to this day. Young blacks traverse across the globe, visiting places that our parents and grandparents never dreamed of. Places hitting at far corners of the earth that hold immense beauty and rich culture. This movement has done more than just expose American blacks to other races, religions, and cultures around the world. It has connected us to other people of African descent and to our origins in Africa itself. The black travel movement has led black people to begin to define themselves on a global scale. With all the discovery of self and world purpose that international travel brings, it poses a rather large question. How can we seek to travel the world and understand other countries, people, and cultures when there are places in our own country that we have not experienced? The answer is the weekender. Um, you guys can look deeper into it and find more out about it. Um, it's amazing. They host a number of annual trips from ski trips to Essence Festival to Afropunk to um, they have an Afropean tour this year where they're going, you know, to Africa and Europe on a tour. Um, it's amazing. Again, it's called the site is theweekendertrips.com. Look into it and book your next trip. Shout out to Raheem Manning. 06 to the good bros. So moving on to the Brotherhood Smoke section. Um, this week, we're going to talk about boundaries, trusting and respecting the process, and accountability, which I find they all kind of tie into each other in more ways than one. You can't kind of talk about one without the other. And if I can open it up with boundaries, like I think that it's very, very important to establish boundaries, and that's in everything. That's in, again, your friendships, your relationships, you know, and I feel like the, the levels of the relationship between those different things, if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm elaborating well enough, but, you know, boundaries between your friendships and your spouses. You know what I mean? Your friends and your spouse, for example. You know what I mean? You have to be very, very, you know, um, careful when you're dealing with, you know, people that you've had this group of friends and you guys have been friends for so long and then you bring this new person in that you're dating to that circle. You have to be very, very careful with, you know, everybody meshing. Everyone should have, like, I mean, when you're dating someone, you guys kind of, figure out what the boundaries are between what you guys do like what you shouldn't do what you should do i mean it's like you know you you learn you're but not even just relationships yeah, fr though friendships i'm talking about like the 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 sticky ones like where all right prime example you have mm -hmm. a set group of friends that 
you've hung with. Y'all all are friends. Now, you're dating somebody new, but people within your friend circle know that there's people within your friend circle who's, who've dated. And now, this new person comes into the picture, and they don't know this previous history. And it's kind of causing friction between the person that used to date the friend and the new person. Boundaries could be set up, but if the spouse isn't aware of I mean, that, what else is going that's, on... That's lack of communication. That's no, that's a lack of communication. True. The dead, straight, straightforward. Like true, no, but I, if true, but you could also feel like, but you could also feel like it could also be a space of where it was something that needed didn't need to be addressed or I talked mean, about. Yeah, it didn't need to be too. talked about until a person did something or said something, which now caused speculation. It basically, it caused issues that you thought or the person thought would not arise. No, I guess does that make sense? You know, so it's like you know those boundaries. Like you know, what I mean, what like. How do you establish those boundaries? And what do you do when someone oversteps those boundaries, whether it's the friend, the spouse, whoever? You know what I mean? Because you can address whoever, you know what I mean? But you don't want your friends and your spouse to be at yeah. pits with one another or at odds. You know, so it's hard when those boundaries are established and somebody oversteps them. And where do you, what do you do? Who wants, nobody wants to end a friendship over a oh, spouse. No. My thing is, I, you know, I you tell, know. if I'm with somebody and I'm only officially, like, not officially, like, my adult <laughs> after college is a real real relationship so my only real relationship i've been with was one person and i told her straight up like yo these are my day ones i grew up with them nothing will come between me and them like even if like <clears throat> because right. my thing is <clears throat> the people you your friends will stay around longer than a person that you're with because they have to right. deal with your bullshit <laughs> Like even yeah right they have for so long so it's just an unspoken like yeah even if you guys hate each other you guys will make up and come right back into it so it's like I if I if I do some shit like if you do some shit to me where you cheated on me or something I'm not getting back with you the fuck I look like I got my friends let me go talk let me go hang out with them right 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 and and it's a mix of guys and girls so it's like yo I'm I'm me I'm gonna go chill with them fuck that. But it's it's an understanding that you have right. to you know make clear, right? I mean, mm, mm, I don't know. I agree, but I kind of don't agree. Like, I feel like yes, my friends are very important to me, and I feel like my spouse knows that. But I feel like in the same breath, like this is who I'm dating. So, in my opinion, if y'all were to have a spat, disagreement, no, whatever, yeah. this is something y'all have to work out for the sake of me. Because I'm not cutting nobody off. You know what I mean? Y'all all may not like each other, whatever the case may be, but this is something y'all gonna have to sit and figure out. Y'all gonna have to hash this out because I'm not gonna pick sides. And I feel like I would never put my spouse in a place where they feel, you know, less than or as if I picked my friends over them because it'll never be that kiss at the end of the day. Whoever they're with, they wanna be happy with. We all want our somebody. And my somebody, I'm not gonna push to the side for my friends. You mean, love my friends to death, but again, I also know that I have the type of friends that would never put me in a place where I would be pitted against my spouse or have to, you know, select one or something like that. So I think that's also uh, something we have to keep no, in I, mind I as well. I agree with you. And my friends, like, they know I'm choosy picky. I'm not the type of person to just bring anyone around my friends. So it's like, when they right. finally do see somebody, right, like, right. oh, shit, this, this one might be the one. Yeah, this shit it's right serious. here. <laughs> yeah, it must be serious. Right, this one didn't fizzle out after, after oh, a week. Oh, that's bad. So it must be important. And that's bad, because a lot of my friends are, I mean, even you, you'd just be like, yo, oh, she's still around? Damn. 
Like right, like bro, it's been a couple. Of, it's been a couple of days. What, what, is this? Is this? Y'all this still talking? Damn. Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> then he, then it. Yeah, that's back to like, Kev, she's still around. Then what's it, going on? Uh oh. All right, this might be getting kind of serious. Then it, oh, then it hit that one month period. You're like, wait, y'all really still talking though? Wow. Okay, Kev. All right, we might. Uh oh, making strides. Shit is Uh-oh. funny. <laughs> <laughs> Loki, cat finally got a bay. Like, uh oh, and then she's gone. <laughs> uh oh. Then a week later, then a week, right? Then a week later, she's canceled. Like, damn, I really had hopes for her. I like that one. I like well, that one. What was wrong with her? Like, uh, I like you know, that life one. Happens, I guess. <laughs> you know, it does. Work. People come and go. Uh, some for a season, some for a reason. Yeah. You know, it was nice to know you at all. Yeah. But have a have a blessed one. Have a blessed you, you, ass you, one. You be blessed. How about that? Yes. And highly yes. favored. Why don't you? So, um, I feel like, do you have anything else you want to add? Kind of uh, on boundaries I mean, or personal experiences or anything that you care boundaries. to share? I mean, I mean, you know what? My ex did was like, when I did that, she'd be mad that I, I hang out. She was like, she hit me with the, oh, you hang out more with your friends than you do with me. I'm like, no, they come to my house to see me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah. we just bullshit for hours and they on just, end. They're just, just here, so I have to entertain them. What the fuck do you mean? I don't go out with them. They come to my house. They come to me, right. reach me. Like, right. I mean, it's just an understanding sometimes. You got to get with people. That's it. Right. I hear that. I hear that. I just feel like I, I, mean, I feel like with boundaries, I feel like it's also very yeah. important to be transparent, and it, and I feel like it's very important, especially with friendships, like relationships. There's a, a, it's, it's important to establish boundaries, but I feel like that's one of those things where it's literally like you guys speak about what the do's, what the don'ts are, what the okays are, what the not okays are. Well, I feel like it's pretty. I don't want to say black and white relationships, but I feel like it's a little more simple in relationships Word. than it is with friendships. Word. With boundaries, because I feel like there's a very slippery slope with friendships. You know what I mean, and boundaries because there could be things that again, feelings or emotions. I find boundaries also. I find ties into communication. I basically, I think, is what I'm trying to get at. You know what I mean in your friendships and establishing boundaries. Oh, what are the do's and don'ts of this friendship? You know what I mean. Uh, do you not like phone calls after seven o'clock? I know you're in the bed. You're one people. You're in the bed by nine o'clock typically, so you don't like Man, phone calls after certain hours. Listen, you know what I mean? after, you have those after nine where, o'clock, mm, that's like, hey, big head, you should come over. Let's, let's get some drinks. Nah, I got I got time see, for conversations no, but, but like see, that. I would, but see, but see, I would disagree because I have friends that might call me like right now. I might get a text message like, "Yo, I need to call me, call me in five minutes, or give me a call if you ain't doing nothing." And I will sit and chat with my friends. Literally, we'll be up for another maybe hour or two, just talking shit on the phone for an hour. But everybody's just like everybody's different. Not like with those boundaries, you have to set them. Like, you know, there are certain things that friends, some people like to do by themselves. You know what I mean? Where if you don't set that boundary, right. people don't know. You, you get what I'm saying? So I like, you have to be very, very transparent and very, very careful. Um, you know, recently I had a spat with a friend of mine, you know what I mean? And it was like something that caught me completely left field. And I, I guess boundaries kind of tied into it. It was one of the things where I, we went out to a function together. And at that function, I kind of like saw that friend, but I was networking with a lot of other people that were there. A lot of my other friends were there as well. So with that, I was kind of like moving around. I wasn't like readily, I guess, available. And with that, my friend felt as if, you know, I kind of like hung her out to dry and kind of went to network she and function right. with everybody she'd be, else. She'd be right. Again, with it. Yeah, right. I mean, eventually, yes, but initially it was a big deal. It was a thing. It was like a big she'd argument, right. a fallout, all that. It was like pissed with me. Pissed. P-I-S-S-T. Pissed. I, I, I just don't be caring sometimes. I just be over it. 
I, I, I mean, yeah, I get that, but I feel Am I happy? Am I happy? Uh, are you see, happy? I'm, are you happy talking to people? I mean, are you happy? It's not about their happiness. It's about your happiness. True, but they'll I'm be not... alright. They'll get over it. If they're really your friend, they'll get over it. You're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, you eventually did, but it was just like you know. Uh, you're right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> no, no, no. Anything else to no. say about boundaries? Yeah, no. All right. So boundaries, basically, moral of the story: set the standard, communicate the standard implement that standard and stand by the standard okay so if you feel a way about something say that if you don't like something say that if you like something say that be clear be direct and build them boundaries the next segment we're going to talk about is barbershop talk so i I went on this trip and we had a little round table it was a very 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 good conversation um, and I'm going to kind of bring and pose the same question here to see what everyone thinks or, you know, everybody or wh- what your feedback is regarding this. So we talked about relationships and dealing with people. And I guess how many times is it acceptable in a relationship for you and your partner to be sexually active? How is there a, a set number? Is there a, does it depend on the chemistry of the relationship? What are what dictates a healthy Man, sexual relationship? Listen. <laughs> I'm listening. I mean, I think it depends actually. Like uh my thing is if it could happen when we wake up I mean I mean it's a lot it's a lot. See? You know? And this and it was like and it was really good because I went on this trip with eleven other people. So all of the responses to this were different and with that there was mm. a couple there as well so it got i don't want to say it got spicy but it got kind of good because everybody was kind of like giving their because input, like but it was like yeah because people it, could relate like, to one another. okay one day you could be like you could you could roll over in the bed of like all right ride my face or whatever and then you go hop in the shower and then go to work whatever and then you come back from work and then you still want like some extra shit to happen and then that happens and then y'all have dinner. And then again it happens. So it's like, that's three times in one day. But the next day, it'd be like, all right, don't touch me. And you move the fuck on. <laughs> right. Because, you know, you know some, right. I mean, right. women right. have, right. sometimes guys, women, women, they have that, that they have those moods where it's like, all right, I'm not really in the mood to have sex. I kind of just want to lay here mm-hmm. and just chill. Let's just hug each right. other real quick. And, you know. And yeah. just relax. So it's like, relax. I mean, it's different, different things. I mean, but if you wake up to like her just getting on top of your face, though, that's something else. But you know, <laughs> you know I guess it depends who you're speaking to. <laughs> it really just depends who you're speaking to. Uh, it really just depends. Yeah, and it I, depends on the mood for that day. What's my aesthetic on this morning? Word. What's my aesthetic on this I evening? Mean, you know what I mean? Am I tired? What's, what's Someti- the deal? I and, like, and, it's, I mean? and then so sometimes right. like she really she just, just wants to get off, so she just like turns you over and do what she needs to do and just goes right back to sleep or goes back and do what she needs to do. So it's like it it's dependent. It depends on a lot of things, a lot of different factors. You're absolutely right. And I feel like that's ultimately what it came down to at the moral of the discussion. But it was like basically there were so many yeah. different personalities in the room. You were getting everybody's feedback. So everybody basically it ultimately did depend in retrospect, but it was like this person it has to be eight times a week. This person it needs to be four times a day. This person, whenever I want it, but on call type. My thing deal. my like, thing my thing is minimum minimum if you're in a relationship. Minimum. I'm just giving this as a safe number, minimum 
at least once a week. At least. At least. Absolutely. But I feel like that, that's like yeah. bare minimum. If you spend a week and you don't touch that person at all, go be in a new relationship. <laughs> <laughs> go be... Uh, I mean, I get, I get, I get that. Because no, my thing is, too. like, if you're not at least doing something nasty, at least once a week, something, something, because yeah, it's not, there's no, good. there's no way you can go oh entire week and you live with somebody, you're not attracted to them at one point of the day and be like, shit, I want to fuck the shit out of you. Come on. I'm just saying. You're right. You're right. If you deal with somebody that doesn't right. want to do any of that in a week drop them they don't like you (laughs) move move on with life Uh, what else can you do i mean i'm just saying but how many how many days are in a week seven right you're right so you telling me you live with this person y'all sleep in the same bed y'all take showers showers here and and you see this person walk around naked and you're telling me you have not been touched in a week fuck out of here that's an entire. That's an entirely different discussion. You know what you write, but it's yes. a discussion that's worth having. It's provocative. <laughs> it gets the people going. For real. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I think that about wraps up our episode. Do you have anything else you want to add? Uh no. I mean, everybody continue to be wholesome. Yes. Um, uh, you know, wrap up. Use condoms sometimes. Uh, if she has nice eyebrows, tell her. Uh, if her eyebrows are fucked up, tell her. That tell her. Uh, Moisturize her scalp. They like that shit. For real. Moisturize the fuck out her scalp. They like Get that cocoa butter. Like I said that cocoa shit. butter. Cocoa oil. Coconut oil. Shit. Um, I mean, you know, be safe. Be wholesome out here. Um, I will sign out with saying protect your energy. Um, stay motivated, remain encouraged to keep your head up and continue to be trailblazers. Continue to leave your mark, being who you are, being amazing, doing amazing shit. You know what I mean? Be black, pay your taxes. And um, I think that's all I got. Brotherhood Smoke, we out. I'm your host, Taylor May, along with my main man. Random guy, Kev. Have a good one. Be blessed, y'all. We'll holler.